Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 11 of Season 4 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com When Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Brian Lockhart of the Marine Corps Minute. I think that's what hey. it's called, Marine Corps Movie Minute. Hey, you know, it all works. You can find it either way. That's true. So welcome back to the show this season, Brian. I'm glad to have you back. Well, I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me, Rob. I mean, I, I apologize. There isn't any, you know, shooting here and things like that. You know, there's no there's, there's no military aspects of this movie. I don't think anyone even mentions anything related to the military here. But, you know, you can't have it in everyone. In Plankton John movies, I don't think we had either. So, so Yeah, I don't think so. Know. Yeah. Exactly. We still, you know, it, it'll be uh, it'll be just fine. Yeah, I know it'll be. That's that's why I keep having you back because uh, you're a fun guest to have and uh, to talk to about different movies. And this time we're talking about When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> so, so I have a question: Is this is this episode supposed to air on a Sunday originally? But they don't do Sunday, right? We don't do podcasts ah, on Sunday. Very so. good, very good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Nope, nope. Sorry, they they just don't make Sundays. Yeah, I don't, don't believe you. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to break up, Brian. That's it. We're done. Yeah, right. We're done. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> so minute 11 begins with Sally continuing her underwear explanation and ends with Sally getting offended. So we ended things on Friday with, uh, you know, we were in the midst of Sally explaining, you know, why she and Sheldon ended up breaking up and it was because of her underwear. But, uh, you know, we, we, we got stopped in the middle of that, that whole conversation. And this minute begins with her saying, it's all suspicious. Where was Sunday? Where had I left Sunday? And I told him and he didn't believe me. And then Harry turns to him with what? They don't make Sunday. Why not? Because of God. So, <laughs> I mean, I talked about this last week. So, I mean, I'm not going to go too much into it. But, but you can get uh, days of the week underwear these days uh, that have seven days on them they have sunday you know but apparently in 1977 they didn't well is that where we got sunday fun day from because there's no underwear worn on sunday so it could be (laughs) it very well could be you never know do you do you think god would be upset for sunday underwear i would think he would want you to cover your privates (laughs) unless you're married (laughs) anyway so that's probably true that is probably true and that is a very good point. Um, you know, none of, none of us know uh, what God thinks about uh, about these things. But, you know, again, I, I, <laughs> that's, that's where to, faith comes in. <laughs> it, that's right. It comes it comes down to man's interpretation of, of what God wants. That's what it comes right. down to, you know, from, from these type of things. So I actually wanted to discuss a little bit more about the whole idea of Sunday. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know you know, your religious affiliation, how, you know, how, how religious you are or, or unreligious or what you know and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, the whole idea of Sunday being the, you know, God's day, do, do you know where that comes from and things like that? Well, I assume it's because of, you know, on the seventh day, God rested and, and they go, you know, in, in the Genesis, you know, in, in the creation story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I assume that's like Sunday it was just, you know, uh, marked as, you know, quote unquote, the seventh day, although some people say Sunday is the beginning of the week. So it just, that's it just correct. Depends. There's a, there, there <laughs> is that uh, little bit of a debate here. I mean, again, me being Jewish, 
you know, we, we believe that, that the, the, the first day of the week is Sunday and the, the seventh day is Saturday. So, you know, yeah. there's, there's a, and the, that's why they have Saturday Adventists and things like that. Also, you know, there, there, there is a little bit of a, uh, debate or, uh, argument, I guess you could even say as to whether the, the Sabbath is on Saturday or Sunday, we're, we're not getting into religious views here. It doesn't make a difference, you know, but the, the whole question is, is, okay, where does the idea of, you know, Sunday being the day of, you know, being, being God's day. Okay. So it actually, as you mentioned, the, the idea of resting on the seventh day uh, comes from the Bible itself. Obviously it comes from the, the, it starts in the Old Testament, you know, where where God created the, the the universe or the world in seven days, and on the seventh day rested. Obviously, there it doesn't mention that if it's Saturday or Sunday. So that that debate can still rage on, depending on everyone's faith or or when you want to have vacation or whatever it is, <laughs> right? So the and also it is one of the Ten Commandments. It is the fourth commandment of the Ten Commandments that you are supposed to keep the Sabbath. All right. So again. It goes according to everyone's faith as to whether that is Saturday or Sunday. But do you, do you know where the idea of Sunday comes from? That, you know, when they started, when did people start saying, okay, Sunday is the, the seventh day? Do, do you have any idea where that came from? No, but I would have to imagine it was sometime after, as the Catholic Church was expanding. Um, I would imagine it was sometime during that time frame. Okay, well, what? it's actually it's know. actually it comes from from quotes from from the New Testament and everything, uh, but it was with the the Christians, so it started around uh, apparently 360 AD was when the, oh. it started coming, and part of the whole idea was because you know the, the Jesus uh, apparently I mean I wasn't there, so I couldn't tell you if that really happened or not, but that that it was Sunday that 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 he came you know that that he came back to life. So the idea was, okay, if, you know, he was dead for three days and then came back on Sunday. So that's why Sunday should be the, you know, the, the, the day of, of rest, God's day, that type of thing. Right. Uh, again, you know, my, my faith says something differently, but, but I can understand where that would come from. You know, I'm right, not, right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to knock it or anything like that, but uh you know, the, the whole idea, I mean, in America, all the, the idea of the blue laws and things like that, you know, the, those were all dealing with, you know, Sunday being the, the the day of rest. That's why Sunday is, I guess, more of a day off in America than Monday is. Uh, than, sorry, than Saturday is. Monday is definitely yeah. not a day off. <laughs> depends, <laughs> depends where you work. Some places it is, you know, but uh, in general, <laughs> the idea is, is that, that it originally you know, is, uh, you know, either Saturday or Sunday when it comes to that. So, no, I just found it to be, be interesting, the fact that, that you know, here, I mean, Sally is clearly not Jewish. All right, let's put it that way. Uh, Harry might be Jewish. We're not sure. You know, the name like Harry Burns. So you, you never know. But Sally Albright, Albright is definitely not a uh, a Jewish name. So, therefore, I can understand why, you know, Sunday would be her day of rest. From that, I for, just assume that Harry, I assume Harry is just because of who's playing him. <laughs> okay, it could be, it could be, but but you know, the, later on in the movie that he does, uh, you know, uh, help her get a Christmas tree and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll, right. we'll, yeah. we'll get there. There's there's really no way of knowing. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's not uh, relevant to the movie as to whether it is or isn't. But uh, 
you know, when, yeah, when never... she's specifically talking about Sunday. So we know that from her perspective, that's uh, basically the, the way that it is. And it makes sense. And uh, that's fine. And then the, the, the shot changes. And, you know, we see an external shot of the cafe, uh, which is a great way to show us basically that time has passed. You know, because they're, they're, their conversation just abruptly stops after, you know, she said they don't, you know, because of God. And that was it. You know, the, <laughs> they, they, they apparently, you know, eat the rest of their meal either in silence or, you know, have all these other conversations that, that we are not privy to. Uh, maybe the script will, will bring some of that stuff up. You never know. But right now, as far as we know, uh, that that is their entire conversation. So they show us the outside. We hear like crickets chirping or something like that. And then the shot goes back inside. And we, we see Sally doing something very strange. She's like, has, I think, a pencil and paper or a pencil and a napkin or something like that. And she, she's like talking to herself. And she goes, okay, so 15% of my share is 90. So she goes, 690. Okay, this leaves seven. And <laughs> so it once again shows what type of personality Sally is. You know, she is very meticulous. We, we obviously, anyone who's seen the movie knows that, that that's who she is. But it's it's really nice to see it here the way that, you know, just, just small little things. You know, she's sitting and figuring out without a calculator. You know, she's doing the math with on the table. You know, uh, of figuring out that she has to give ninety cents for this tip. Which, Do you think she's using using the equation is over of percent over one hundred? I have absolutely no idea. Um, <laughs> I'm not a math person. <laughs> you know, my, That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> I don't even remember that. So I have no idea what she does, but uh, she figures it out. And and what's really funny is is that like I know how to do basic math <laughs> so when i when i saw that it was it was 90 cents so i said oh okay i'm gonna figure out what 90 cents is 15 percent of and i figured out that it was 15 percent of six dollars so as i continued in the movie i realized that she already gave me the answer you know by saying that her you know the 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 pie or whatever she ended up getting we don't we don't know what what she we know what she ordered but we don't know what she got it eventually cost her six dollars you know uh a nice round number instead of like five ninety nine or something like that. That you know the, the the tricks they play when selling things to make people think that it's cheaper. You know, just to say, oh, it's not six dollars, it's five ninety nine. And then she starts taking money out of you know to 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 put down the money for for the tip. And then she looks over and sees Harry just staring at her. And Billy Crystal does a great job. I mean, it's a great job in this whole movie, but in this scene, he's just great because he's just sitting there just staring at her. And, you know, she she obviously thinks that there's a reason that he's staring at her, uh, but it's not the one that she thinks. She thinks that that he's, you know, looking at something on her face or on her mouth or, or on her nose, something like that. You know, and she then, you know, takes the uh, – what's going on? She, she, like, starts rubbing her nose and rubbing her mouth, thinking that, that there's something, you know, that there's some food there. You know, and it's also great because you can see that Harry didn't finish his meal, but she did. You know, whatever she got, she ended up finishing it all, and Harry left on his. Actually, no, she has a little bit there. Maybe it is pie, but it doesn't look like apple pie because it looks like it's red. But his sandwich yeah. that 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 he ordered, you know, he he's left probably half of it. 
What a waste. Yeah, seriously. Especially if hers was six dollars. I wonder how much he had to pay. You know. <laughs> but again, it's a cafe, so I'm assuming also it's nineteen seventy seven. But uh, my assumption is is that they don't really have to you know, it's it's not exorbitant prices for these type of things. You know, it's a, it's it's something along the way, I guess you can say. <laughs> Is that why Ramblin' Man is playing in the background so we know it's the 70s? Yes, of course. That's what they have to do. You right. know? <laughs> and, I mean, the way that he's staring at her, he has, like, one finger on his on his temple. You know, it's as if he's, like, taking – it looks as if he's, like, taking it in a painting. You know? It's like, yeah, he's studying her. He's studying her. What I was exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's definitely studying her, studying her for what she is. And, you know, she's just wiping her nose with both hands. And it's just really funny how, um, I guess you could say naive she is from that perspective. You know, because she goes, what? Do I, do I have something on my face? <laughs> and Harry's response is, you know, you're a very attractive person. And she, she like, loses herself for a second and, and, you know, says, thank you. And as soon as she says thank you, she realizes that wait a second, um, you know, she now knows what he's trying to do. It's, you know, the, the reaction seems very genuine, you know, when she says thank you. And then right afterwards, it's like, oh, wait a second. What is he doing here? Yeah, it is awkward. Yes. It's kind of like, yeah, it's getting <laughs> what, awkward. What just happened? That's right. Yeah. And and then <laughs> and then Harry says something that makes no sense whatsoever. He goes, Amanda never said how attractive you were. So why would, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you've been married for a while. I've been married for a while. I don't think, you know, uh, my wife, probably not your wife, would, would you know, I, I know I'm making a big assumption here. I could be wrong. Would would look at <laughs> someone and, and say to Brian, oh, do you think that woman uh, is, you know, my friend is attractive or something like that? You know, it just doesn't make sense that that, that would, you know, like, why would a woman tell a man that her friend is attractive or that she thinks her friend is attractive? That type of thing. Right. You know, right. so like, yeah. It you know, why would Amanda say to, to, to Harry, you know, that, that she was attractive? It makes sense that she didn't tell him because he goes, Amanda never said how attractive you were. And probably there's a reason for it because she knows Harry would then hit on her, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah. you know, surprisingly is what happens here. <laughs> and, yeah, well, I wonder if he just he was under the assumption she was going to be like homely, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, and then and then he's like, well, yeah. The more I watch her. Yeah. Because he's spending time with her. You know, it's like, right. You know, we talked last week about the fact that, that, you know, what, what, what did they both expect from this trip? You know, like the the two of them are just sitting in the car that, you know, they, you know, they, they, they don't know each other. He, it doesn't look like, you know, this was before Walkman or anything like that, you know? So obviously the only thing you can do is either sleep or talk. You know, there isn't really much else that you can do. And Sally's response is, well, maybe she just doesn't think I'm attractive, which which basically says that, you know, it, it's showing Sally's self-esteem issues, because as far as she's concerned, she's saying that I'm not attractive. You know, Amanda must agree with me that I'm not attractive. Harry, Harry has a great response. He goes, I don't think it's a matter of opinion. Empirically, <laughs> you are attractive. <laughs> Like it's a math problem. Exactly. That's his math problem that he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I find it funny that he, you know, and he'll use it later too, that he uses attractive. He doesn't say like you're beautiful, hot or beautiful, right. pretty. It's attractive because 
Well, that's his suave way know. of trying to, yeah. to, to get her, you know, he, he didn't say, Oh, you're so hot. You're someone that I really yeah. want. You know, it's like, you're very attractive. He's, 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 he's laying it on very thick, you know, so. No, no. You, so you think he's laying on thick or do you think he really means it? Oh, he means it, but he's, he's saying attractive because he wants her to, to believe uh, what he's saying in order to eventually convince her, you know, to spend the night in the motel with him. Gotcha. That's his goal. Right. right makes sense. We, we know that that's his goal. Here. Right. Now, do you think that goal started out that way? I, I, I don't think so. I think it was no. as, as they were sitting here even, and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. There's something here. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. He definitely feels that. And then at this point they actually, you know, get up from, from the table as they were talking. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I love the fact that that Harry just like pulls out a bill from his from his pants and just throws it on the counter, uh, throws it on the table. You know, showing first of all that he's, I guess you could sort of say a slob. You know, but but he's not thinking through how much he has to pay and stuff like that. You know, it's like okay, here's ten bucks or five bucks or whatever it is. You know that he already has in his pants. He doesn't. It's not as if he's taking it out of his wallet or anything like that. So what what do you know about tipping? Like what do you think is considered a a normal tip that you would that you would get give in a restaurant? Uh, typically, I go with I know fifteen is like the kind of the uh, social minimum, but um, a lot of times I'll just go minimum twenty percent, and then obviously if it's a bigger party or or if it's, uh, somebody goes way above and beyond, you you, you know you do you do more, you right. know? Okay. That's true. You're starting to sound like it. It sounds like we're starting to have the conversation from uh, Reservoir Dogs. You know, the, yeah, where they're talking about tipping. I definitely don't believe. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't I believe in tipping. Believe in no tipping. <laughs> Although I do, I really annoyed nowadays that if anybody has like an iPad, you're going to be tipping for things that you didn't know, used to tip tip for. So it's like. You know, like if uh, when you're paying with an iPad, you know, like as the mm-hmm. register, there's always they're always asking for tips for stuff that you never tip for. And right. like I used to I used to very I used to be kind of stingy with the tipping when it came to I'm getting takeout order, be more generous at a sit down restaurant. But if I'm going to the same restaurant, and just getting takeout, I would I, yeah, buck or two, you know, like whatever, I'd be kind of stingy. So I did sound more like Mr. Pink then. Right. However, just as like honestly through the pandemic. And it's like this. This is the only way these people are getting their tips at this point. Right. So I started becoming, hey, you know what? They're doing a lot. They're busting busting their butt a lot. They're getting the food ready. I don't have to like, whatever. So it's like, yeah, you know, I started readjusting how, how generous I would be during tipping. Right. Okay, that makes sense. So so basically, uh, a normal amount of tip for a sit down restaurant is anywhere between fifteen and twenty percent. Um, if you go like for fast food and stuff like that, people don't give tips, which again goes back to Mr. Pink. You know, his whole uh, the discussion about, you know, why why are these people, why does society say that these people should be tipped and why does society say these people shouldn't, you know, that, that right. thing. So it got me thinking about, like, different types of things that you tip for. So we'll, we'll try to go through this pretty quickly. So, like, if if you get a delivery, okay, do, do you tip the, the, the driver or not? Do you think you're supposed to tip yes. the driver? And how much yeah, do you, you should. What, what percentage do you think you give? Honestly, that I, I would never figure out the percentages typically, you know, round up to some, you know, to the next dollar amount and then a few extra bucks on top of that, depending on, you know, the situation again. Right. Okay. So it says that, that people, again, they normally tip between 10 and 15% for, for a delivery. 
Um, if it's an essential item that you know you you know you can't get anywhere else, so people then will pay anywhere between twenty and thirty percent, sometimes even more. And if you get takeout at home, so people usually give about ten uh, percent of the bill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, okay, if you're in a hotel, do you tip? Yes. How much do you tip? Uh, I asked my wife how much we should leave, or she'll explicitly tell me we're leaving this much for the housekeeper, we're leaving this much for <laughs> for whatever. So yeah, yeah um, I, I don't know. You tell me. Okay, so to to pay for the the bellhop, it's usually anywhere between two and five dollars per bag, depending on the the level of the um, you know of the hotel. Uh, room service is usually ten percent. You add to the bill. Um, that's a room room service with a gratuity included on the bill, right? A room service without a gratuity is 20%. If you have a uh, towel delivery, it's anywhere between three and $10, depending on, again, the level of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, paying the doorman for hailing a cab is anywhere between five and $10. Sometimes even more if the weather is uh, really bad. Um, for the concierge, it's usually about $5 depending on the difficulty of what you're requesting, you know, if they're able to get you uh, tickets to like a show that, uh, you know, or, or uh, seats in a restaurant that's hard to get into. So then the price would be even higher. And then housekeeping is usually uh, anywhere between, uh, you know, three to $5 a day for, if you have up to three people in the room and 10 plus dollars a day, if you have six, six or more. Okay. Now, all right. Other things. When you're on a, uh, when when you're at the airport, curbside check-in, tipping or not? Uh, I would imagine, but I don't do that. So I just, I carry my own bags. If I can do carry-on, I do carry. Right. <laughs> okay. So curbside check-in is about $5 a bag. Shuttle bus driver is between three and five. A limo driver is 10 to 20% of the fare. Taxi driver, 15 to 20%. Ride sharing service, like an Uber or something like that, is ten to twenty percent. Okay. Hmm. Uh, it actually also talks talks here about tipping at weddings, but I don't think we're really going to go into that one. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's just uh, a little too much uh, to go into. Then it has tips for uh, when you go to a spa, if you get like a manicure or a pedicure or stuff like that. It's usually anywhere between twenty and twenty five percent of the total bill. Um, and then they have tips for funerals. And I, I don't really know, you know, who you're tipping there. You know, you're you're tipping because someone spoke, someone who's arranging things. I don't know because it says anywhere between fifty and two hundred fifty dollars. That that's a lot. I would imagine you yeah, think you think you're already paying for that, it. You know. Yeah. Well, true, but there's usually somebody that helps coordinate things. You know. Yeah. Um. You know that'll you know help guide usher people through. You know, get stuff if the family needs it. So I'd imagine. I almost consider them like a concierge. Right. Okay. <laughs> like that's be. what I imagine. Yeah. Because they want you. Yeah. You want to get the on them to get you a good spot. You know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Somewhere up front. <laughs> that's right. There you go. <laughs> right. Okay. So then, um, Sally responds to Harry by saying, "Amanda is my friend." And and we talked about this a little bit last week and two weeks ago. How close of a friend is she really? You know, my assumption is. That, you know, Sally put up a, a, a post on the little bulletin board saying, I'm driving to New York looking for someone to share a ride with. You know, we'll split uh, gas and that's it. You know, I, I you know, it's, it's hard to tell 
how close of a friend she is with Amanda. But at this point, I had no doubt in thinking that they were probably decent friends, maybe not super close. No, but, but she just, doesn't you know, know anything about Harry. You know, it's like neither yeah. of them. If Amanda is that close to to Sally or that close to Harry, then one of them would have heard about the other beforehand. True, true. I think I think as we go on, we'll learn that maybe they're not so close. Well, you know, right. Well, they they, uh, you know, didn't become they, they their friendship died because of this uh, this trip. <laughs> but we'll get there yeah. next week. We'll get there. next week. <laughs> right. That, that's a yeah, story for another time. That's right. Jump the gun. That's right. And I love Harry's response. He goes, so <laughs> and, and Sally goes, so you're 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 going with her. And, you know, she she has a very offended look on her face with the, with this whole thing, the way that, that, that happens. And I mean, Meg Ryan does a great job here. She really does. And that's Agreed. pretty much how the, this minute ends. Did you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? Now, the only thing I, I was going to say is like, I find it funny in movies when you have somebody who's clearly in their thirties and they want them to play college age or younger, they always like give them longer hair and messy hair. Now, granted, uh, Sally, she has, you know, the kind of Farrah Fawcett kind of hair, you know, okay. But Billy Crystal's got the sideburns. He's got the longer hair and it's messy. And they do that in almost every movie to show the younger version of, of an adult. They just give him longer hair <laughs> until they learn how to de-age him like, uh, like on Endgame and all the Marvel movies. That's right. But... <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Now, I mean, uh, on the commentary of when Harry and Sally, and I, I might have mentioned this uh, last week or two weeks ago, you know, Billy Crystal and, and Rob Reiner are talking about the fact that this is the Jack Lord look, you know, from Hawaii Five O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this this toupee that they gave uh, that that they gave Billy Crystal to use. So. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it works. I mean, uh, I I think Meg Ryan was in her twenties when they made this movie. So later on. You know, in the movie, they have to age her. But Billy Crystal mm-hmm. is the one who's older. You know, Billy Crystal, if I remember correctly, was born in 54 or 56, something like that, which which means that at this time, he was in his 30s already. You know, and Meg Ryan was a lot younger at that time to be uh, taking yeah. on this type of role. So, I mean, they, and they, the, the amazing thing is, is the... the the chemistry between the two of them is unbelievable here. You know, it's something that you would think that because of their age difference, it wouldn't work, but it, it still does. Right. You know, I'm sorry. Okay. Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal was born at 48. Apologize. So that means that oh. Billy Crystal was almost 40 when they were making this. Okay. <laughs> and Meg Ryan, oh, she was born in 1961. So there's a 13 year difference between the two of them. Wow. Hmm. You know, and so if that was 61 and they filmed this in 87, 88, no, probably 88. So she was like 27 at the time. Yeah. So there, there's still a pretty big difference between the two of them. So, wow. You know, I can't imagine having great chemistry with someone 13 years younger than me. No. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't, to me, it just doesn't sound like it's something that would, that would work. But for Harry and Sally, it works. So do, do you have anything else you want to say before we get to the script? No, no, please go ahead. Okay, so the script actually ha- continues their conversation. So, you know, Sally says, because of God. And then Harry goes, and that's what broke you up? Yes. And then Harry goes, how many men have you slept with? 
Sally goes, I'm not going to tell you that. Okay, don't tell me. And then there's a pause, and then she goes, two. And Harry goes, you've been with two people, and you're telling me based on two people, you know whether or not you've had great sex? And Sally responds, how many have you had? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Is it because is it between zero and three, four and ten, or ten and a hundred? Ten and a hundred. Is it closer to ten or closer to a hundred? Ten. <laughs> then it says the waitress interrupts them by bringing them their food as they eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but you know it's not needed, but it's funny. Yes, yes. I mean, obviously, there's a reason they cut it out, but uh, you know, it wasn't it? It doesn't add much to it except for you know just the the fun aspect of listening to the two of them. Right. They do have good banter back and forth, so it just would have been yes. more of that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so every Monday we have a segment called Meg Ryan Monday, where my guests will give their top five Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan performances. So what have you got for us, Brian? Start with your number five and work your way up. All right, number five, Top Gun. Uh, number four, Armed and Dangerous. Uh, number three, Inner Space. And it was a tough call between number two and number one, so uh, I, I'm I'm going with it though. But number two, when Harry met Sally. Number one, the movie IQ. Ooh, interesting choices. That's great. All right, thank you very much for that, mm-hmm. uh, Brian. You want to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, I I've done the Marine Corps Movie Minute podcast, which is. Um, uh, Marine Corps Movie Minute Pod. If you want to find me on the internet, there, uh, I'm. I've done the uh, doing the Marvel Events Timeline podcast, which is a Marvel podcast, and that's out there as Marvel Events Timeline Pod. And um, my current project is uh, ongoing still, which is Hamilton Shot by Shot, which is a rundown of the musical Hamilton, one song at a time. I do with my daughter, and that is Hamilton Shot by Shot out there on the internet. All right. Very cool. Thank you very much for that. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Or you can find me on my website. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you had to be you